Hello, my friends. I know it's been a little bit of a, a little while since, well, two things, since we've had Jose on the show. Hello, Jose. Hi. How are you? I'm still here. <sighs> Good to see you, my friend. And it's been a little while since we've had a Vix Basement show. I know it's been a while since we've heard the, uh, the, the Vix Basement theme, but there's so much stuff going on in games right now. So many announcements and uh, reveals and delays. delays. Yeah, lots to get into. I have wanted to hook, uh, catch up with you and hook up with you and get into all kinds of stuff, but I've been busy with reviews. I've, I had, uh, you know, I don't know, 20 games. Like? <laughs> it's busy. It's amazing. I, I don't ever want to complain because I love doing it, but it's a lot of work. I got to, you know, play through some of these long games and record footage and edit all that stuff. It's uh, it's no joke. It takes up a bit of time, as everybody that waits for me to live stream can appreciate, because I can't live stream all when I'm editing, and you guys know. Anyways, Jose is here, and it's so great to see you. First of all, my friend, how are you? How's everything I'm, going? I'm great. Uh, I recent. I don't know. I don't know if you can note it. I moved recently. Moved. Yeah. So D this is my new man. My well, new basement. Did you move houses or you just yeah, moved your moved space? Houses. You moved, moved to a, a different an entire new place. Wow, amazing. So uh, the setup is looking a little different. I this is my first time I've even hooked up my computer. I'm glad it works. Did you just move? Just moved. Like the week uh, I was gonna go. Well, my plan was to go to GDC this year because yeah. it's my anniversary show. Yes. My 21st GDC. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, but we uh, we had to move that. I was move week. Ah. Uh, and then I... Uh, look at I all that stuff. That ain't no joke. Moving. Well, that's that's a, You don't even know. Look at that. what the rest of this room looks like. Uh, <laughs> and then the week after that, I went to LA for WrestleMania. So that was WrestleMania week. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then uh, now I've been home for like a week or I two, I guess. And then it's my it, birthday next week. Oh, right on. Yeah, I saw the I saw the WrestleMania Mania posts. I know that is, is it a whole week? It's, I mean, it WrestleMania itself is two days. Okay. But the whole week is taken up. Like the, everybody piggybacks on the fact that WrestleMania is in town. So there's yeah. shows all week long. And uh, so it's I like one big up. long tailgate party. And everybody knows you there now. And and, uh, and Greg Miller's over there now. Greg Miller, big, uh, I mean, he's got a little bit of an issue right now. They, uh, with a little what? copyright infringement. They just did something. I don't know if you've been watching, keeping up with the kind of funnies, but uh, no, I, he, he has a show on Peacock that's WWE yeah. related called This Is Awesome, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then the new game just dropped a This Is Awesome pack and they didn't even put Greg Miller in it. Oh, no. And he's oh, the yeah. host of the show. The host. I mean, oh, no. They didn't even use his logo, his WWE branded logo. <laughs> I mean, it's a. I don't want to. I don't want to say. I don't know how much I can say. I don't. Oh my god. Uh, legal troubles. So. <laughs> oh no. Cash yesterday. Greg's guy. He's up in arms. Oh man. Right. With that. Well, it's amazing to see him doing so well and you doing so well. I have to admit, I don't watch wrestling, as you know. That's how you what? got on the show, <laughs> because what? back in the day, we got wrestling uh, names Dude. all wrong, and you would tell us about it. You were very polite in, in the uh, the old Judgment Day chat, the forums. It was, on, the, uh, uh, it, it was my return to form. My first WrestleMania was in L.A. Yeah. It was back after 18 years. It was back in L.A. So. And you met Stacey Keebler then, and you met her again this and time? And then she went into the Hall of Fame. That's how long it's been. Oh, that's the awesome. First superstar I ever interviewed was Stacey Keebler, and then she's now a Hall of Famer. So Yeah. T time marches on. That's There's no there's no way to deny it, right? It does. It's yes. crazy. But video games keep us young. It's true. First Look of all, this. before we, I transition into us doing the show, 
Are you still in San Jose or? Yeah. yeah yes. I mean, we, moved, like, we moved a mile is that away from our other contractual. Uh, yeah. It is. Jose has to live in, in Jose San Jose. Sanchez has to okay. live in San Jose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So it's just so the way things have to be. So you guys are in the same yeah, sort of area. Like a mile away from our other house. It's just a bigger place. Great. Well, congratulations. Because I, I have, I needed more. So I was like, babe, I'm running out of space for my games. <laughs> I can't your, fit my arcade cabinet into my room. Your games and your knickknacks. Man, that must have sucked. Did you get movers or did you move everything? Oh, no, I did it all myself. Oh, brother. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I my feel room for is you. about 92%. The rest of the house, seven. I don't know. I don't know uh, where anything is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the way it goes. I know. That's that's uh, our family's greatest fear is packing up all of these little guys behind me and making a move like that. Not oh, not easy. I know. Pops. It's crazy. Fill those pops, all right. Those little chashkis. Uh, Gravel says Vic doesn't know what he is missing with wrestling. I, I mean, I see everybody. That's what I, I wanted to talk about, too, is like I see people just so freaking passionate at every level. David Jaffe's fired up about it. All kinds of people that write for video games and write about video games. It's at every level. People are just huge into this. Of course, Greg and, and his group over at Kind of Funny. Uh, and I see the love. I, I think who was who uh, the Washington Gene Park guy that writes for Washington Post was mm-hmm. talking about the uh, and I'm like, I, I don't watch any. I don't know any of this stuff or any of these storylines or what's happening. I mean, but, wrestling is on every day of the week. Like there's something for everyone, whether you're into the wrestling WWE mm-hmm. stuff, there's AEW, you got Impact Wrestling. WrestleMania is going to be turning 40 next year. Crazy. In Philly. So it's like, well, I guess I got to go to Philly next year for a week. Sorry, and it's, babe. I put and it it's in a calendar already. And it's all uh, in the same umbrella as UFC. What do you think about that? That was huge. I mean, that was big news for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's going to yeah. be very interesting. With the whole Vince McMahon stuff, it's like, ah, whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they just need to figure that stuff out. And, is he and, leaving or is he's back no, no, now, he, right? He was gone. And yeah, I know. This UFC because stuff of happened and now he's the back. abuse allegations and all the stuff that he was doing, right? Yeah. yeah. Was that proven? Did all did all that come out? I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say he's a saint. Um, yeah, but he he did his wrongdoings, but now he's kind of like in. I don't know. It's just there's a whole backstory. I don't care about the backstory stuff. Just yeah, the wrestling good. Yeah, and continue to watch. Are, are, and are the are the wrestlers? Is everybody feeling like they're being treated right? Uh, ooh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Know. With Vince gone, it was like there was a good atmosphere, and now that he's kind of back, it's kind of like suspect. Oh wow! There's a lot Interesting. Of behind the scenes on the fence stuff. So I don't it's, know all the details, but so there's almost like a wrestling storyline in the behind back the behind yes. the scenes all of this but it's true to life and people are being impacted by all of it and yeah so what's going to happen for for neophytes like myself are the wrestlers going to age out of wrestling or are the ufc fighters going to age out of being ufc fighters and then they become wrestlers or does it take the same amount of physicality and expertise to do both i don't know how much of the cross pollination there's gonna i mean like a guy like brock lesnar who was a massive star in wwe and then went to ufc and became the heavyweight champion there and then came yeah. back to wwe wow um that i mean that was amazing i don't know if people wow. are, i mean I, I i can assume like somebody like conor mcgregor might show up in wwe yeah like if you have the right personality it's just right you have to be willing to accept the roles of sports entertainment side of wwe stuff over ufc and trying to actually choke people out and knock them unconscious do you watch UFC stuff too? Uh, not as much as I used to. I used to be all about it when it was yeah. like sporadic, but now I feel like it's another one of those things that's on. It feels like every week. Yeah. Something UFC fight related. We, we have the bloodlust. 
It's true. <laughs> we need it, and we, we teach it to we, we teach it to the kids with the with the WWE, and then they grow up and they want well, there's they no want to WWE. Vic. I, oh, I know. Well, it's unless just doing, a, unless this guy got oh this guy got hit with a ladder. Yeah, head. Yeah, fourteen staples at the top of his head. Oh, good lord! He looked like at, the Joker smile at right WrestleMania. At WrestleMania, yeah. Oh they man! They staple him during the match so there wouldn't be bloodshed. Wow, that's how hardcore they are. I mean, they, they don't allow blood, so they, they have don't to be want it because it's a, it's they they're trying to keep it PG for the it's want family the friendly. To to yeah, for sure. But, yeah, mm. but it's it's real deal. Yeah, I know they throw themselves around. I would never ever question the veracity or the 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 physical prowess of these athletes. They're incredible. Um, but let's talk about video games because I, I I'm out of my depth with wrestling, and I know you could start your own yeah. wrestling podcast. Why don't you start your own wrestling podcast? I don't know. I feel like there's so many already. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Well, let's talk about the video game stuff. And uh, why don't we start with some good news? We'll talk about the uh, Zelda reveal yesterday. I live streamed it on this uh, on our Twitch channel. If you're listening to this as an audio podcast, twitch.tv slash EPN. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, I didn't live stream it. I I reacted to it. I did an actual reaction by, yeah, a lot of those, but I hadn't had time. I was editing another thing yesterday. And so I hadn't watched it yet. So I watched it with the, uh, the people that were on the stream because we watched Final Fantasy yesterday and it was mind blowing and it's definitely evocative of the Breath of the Wild stuff, but, uh, and the launch trailer that they had for Breath of the Wild. But what did you think of the trailer? Uh, well, this was, I, I didn't see it yesterday. I went and it was the first time I've seen the game. Yeah. Oh, because you've been purposefully trying just, to not I, be okay. It's not smart. It's it's like uh, yeah, I'm gonna play it. Yeah. I don't need to see it. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, new, a new Star Wars movies coming out. I was like, I don't need to see the show. Just show me the logo. Like, yeah. what's the name? Okay, what I'll go see it. what day do I need to be at the theater? What like, day do I need to be at the video game store? Like, oh, oh, that comes out in a month. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you watched it, and you have uh, had some things spoiled for you now visually. What did yeah. you What did you think? Um. I mean, I I can't wait to play this game. Yeah. I, I don't need to I don't need to see anything. You don't need to show. Oh, you can craft a raft with fans on it, and you can craft a ship in the air that also has fans and blows. Wow. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I'm already in. I get, it, I get it. How long it, until I get to do that? It like does. Fifty-seven hours later is when you're gonna like. No, I think get a sail. I think that's going to be the core part of the gameplay. But you start off in the Sky Islands, apparently. Skylands. The Skylands, yes, and uh, it's going to feel, I think, a little bit like the uh, the plateau part of the beginning of Breath of the Wild, and then you get to go to Hyrule, and they've got these uh, the functionality of bursting through ceilings once you yeah. gain certain abilities and stuff, it's very superhero-esque in a way, right? Like Link is turning and he's obviously the Zion hero man. of the story. Yeah, he can do whatever <laughs> now. And he's Link Stark. I, I, he's getting a last name. Yeah, Link totally. Link Stark. Link Stark. But I, I mean, it looks like what they've done is they've they've used the systems and all the design elements and all of the, the, uh, the world building and just kept you know, tuning and tweaking and adding flexibility and giving players, yeah, and you added know, some more imagination. Nuts and bolts. Yeah. Yes. Craft the thing. Add totally. Things to it. Make yes. a car. I'm like, okay. Can you, you make the Batmobile? I think you can. The Linkmobile. You'll probably be able to chisel stuff and people are going to be sharing all kinds of weird creations that they're building well, all that over the internet. Too? Like, is there going to be like shareable? Like if you create something awesome, can you put like Ooh. the blueprints up? I don't know, man. Nintendo? On the online functionality of your console, can I like, oh, 
sick ride. How do I make that? Here, let me share it with you via this thing well, on the service. The rumor has been that Zelda is a playable character in this for a long time. And That's like so, saying you can play as Luigi in Mario 64, Vic. Don't, I, don't I, sell me short. I know, but wouldn't that be crazy? But maybe there is some multiplayer aspect to this as well. I mean, that's like like the first Zelda had that second quest. Like, let me finish this game, and then a new quest starts where I can play as Zelda. Yeah, mm. I like it. Yeah, but we we actually might see some kind of. I mean, that's the beauty that you get when you are building on an established engine and an established group of systems like Breath of the Wild, which is already ridiculously robust. And yeah. they've spent seven years on this thing or six years on this thing. <clears throat> so it it is going to like, you know, it's engineered to blow our minds. Yeah, it's supposed to. It's, it's, it's like what I said about Nintendo, when Nintendo makes Nintendo games. Yeah. Usually it's like, holy crap, I can't believe they did it. I'm like, yeah, because Nintendo's like, oh, we know how to use our system to the best of its ability. And we've been working on this game for a half a decade. It's going to be awesome. I, I mean, it, it really does look just like all bets are off on this sucker. A whole bunch of new champions to be introduced to. Yeah. Ganondorf is back. And I think it, the uh, voice actor is Matthew Mercer, um, who is a pretty M &M. high. Pardon me? Eminem. Eminem, yeah. Mercer. <laughs> well, he's, he's uh, in tons of video games and has a big track record. And so they're leaning into voice acting. And that's what you hear in the in the most recent uh, story trailers you really get a sense of the like 40 the, years the stakes He's yeah well they had some acting in in uh, the previous zelda but it feels like they're turning the knob right on everything right yeah i think yeah. that's that's the whole Should idea with chris this pratt. I want chris pratt chris pratt as link every everybody's been joking <laughs> yeah, that chris pratt Jack Black, <laughs> do you think they'll make a video game with uh with chris pratt do you think they'll they'll add him to a video game do you uh, think yeah. they'll make a super mario brothers movie Game. the game sure why not with I mean, all the actors this opportunity if they don't it's like why not capitalize on did you like the movie did you see the movie no i didn't see it I mean, you haven't seen it yet oh man the last yeah movie you I just moved theaters was the first sonic the hedgehog mm. okay. i haven't been to the movies in quite a while Vic. you know you have a yeah. kid there's a pandemic yeah stuff happens it's true i recommend uh just not being busy yeah True. I review Moving. these things, so I'm out. I'm always out at these things when I when I go. And uh, I, I saw it uh, with Johnny Millennium, and we had a great time at, at the film. But Sonic was better. The first Sonic movie was better than the the Mario, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Gosh, that was well, I mean, not, no argument there. I loved the first. Oh, it was amazing. Um, okay, so uh, we have we have a uh, a game in the plus column. What did you guys all think? Everybody that's uh, that's watching the chat, what would you guys score the? latest trailer for the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom were you super psyched by what I will nintendo say showed it's off the best new zelda trailer i've seen out of all of the uh for this game <laughs> so you're it's taking that down. category right now it is hands down <laughs> the i will say it it's the greatest trailer for the new zelda game i've ever seen uh, sting chameleon says 10 out of 10 is probably going to be game of the year going to be amazing Eight lanks out of ten from Pissed Fists. I always like saying his uh, his username. 
Uh, I would rather, Waxy Residude says, I would rather Nintendo make a movie game off of the 1993 movie of Mario. That would be crazy. Like the Street Fighter, the movie game? Like, yeah. We have that game. That's crazy. On on, uh, Saturn. Grovel says, 8 out of 10 for the uh, um, Tears of the Kingdom trailer, which I don't don't know. I thought it was pretty damn epic. But I share your sentiment. Like, it's so close yeah. And we it's all a know. Month away. And it's we're gonna mu- like we're getting a new, an entirely new yes, yes, hundred plus hour Zelda experience in less than thirty days. Yeah, and it will likely have a lot of things that correlate with what Breath of the Wild delivered, like weapons so. that break. That's the thing with like with Breath of the Wild, like I was fortunate enough, like Nintendo sent me the Switch with Zelda before the Switch came out. Yeah, so it was the only game I had. Yeah, and I put all the time into it, and literally the day before the Switch came out, I finished Zelda, and I never went back to it because I beat it. And people were yeah. like, "Oh, there's so much new stuff to do," and I was like, "But I finished the game." Yeah. What, what's going to bring me back? I feel did like you just I'm crank through it, or did you do lots no, of it was sides? The only from- game I had on the Switch, so it's just like, well, I'm going to be playing this all the time. <laughs> well, there's no other games tr- truthfully, uh, you know, even if you had ten other games when uh, the Switch launched, Zelda yeah. was the only. It was the Zelda machine. It was. And, yeah, it, it was, was. incredible. So that's what I put on. But I feel bad that I missed out on all the post content and all the stuff that I didn't go back and explore because it was right. the, the thing. I'm like, I, I, I did what I needed to do. I beat the boss. Yeah, Big I reviewed toy. that with Ben, uh, with Ben Silverman, and with with uh johnny millennia i think we talked about it a couple oh, we did a versus between uh, horizon uh and and zelda and that was that was a fun conversation um but yeah breath of the wild really changed everything but i don't know if this is going to have that same kind of impact because it's building off of systems it's going to yeah. deliver a lot of you know f- similar feelings and and uh even more agency and give you a lot of power to kind of just keep exploring in a bunch of but i don't know if it's going to hit with that same i feel like seismic might, register because i didn't go back to it and it's right. been since the launch sure. of the switch that i've even like dabbled into the world oh well, they did do the the remake of link's awakening which was fantastic but yeah having you know that been the last experience which is again like i had i'd rather enjoyed the remastered links away i was like this is so damn cool I oh it was great all the other i know remastered and like skyward this. sword hd was great too it just, just was because that wasn't that was my least favorite zelda game i was just like ah, i don't want to play it remastered i didn't like it when it was mastered yeah it, i really got into it i got it i got into it on the wii and i enjoyed it on the switch but it doesn't have that same resonance as breath of the wild you know yeah. and when you play a zelda game on the switch that's what you're going to compare it to mm-hmm. and link's awakening was just so stylized it was a great yeah. you know diversion but it was not the epic quality of breath of the wild this looks like it's going to be that but i don't know if it's gonna hit i mean i i hope it does We'll see. I just don't expect it to because we're in. It's not going to be as shocking. Yeah. That shock is totally removed. Like there was a part of, uh, you know, Breath of the Wild where, especially when you're playing that game for the first time in handheld mode, where you just cannot believe what you're playing. You You cannot believe how far you can go and all the things that you can do. And now we know that that's possible. And and honestly, I feel like there's been a ton of excellent games on the Switch, but none have stacked up to Breath of the Wild. And there's been a lot of games that have chased Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. But is this going to be a chaser? But is we it know chasing its own shadow. And I don't. Shadow I, Link. 
I don't think so, but that's a possibility, you know, and that is that big shoes to fill because it's still it's on the huge. same console. I mean, yes. Unless you have, I don't have the OLED switch. I don't know how big a difference that's going to be in comparison. Well, it's but, only a big deal when you're playing the OLED in handheld mode. It's, yeah. it's stunning. But yeah, if you're, if you're hooked up to the TV, it's exactly the same experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Is it going to be as awesome as that first time you get your hands on Breath of the Wild? One can only hope, but they're going to, yeah. they're, you know, they're going to have some surprises and they're like, holy crap. And there's still yeah. people finding new things in Breath of the I Wild. I know. Like, I know. What? What? I can do this. Yeah. If I had had the time along the way, I would have scratched, uh, you know, uh, my save game and started right from the, Just a little bit of this. right from the beginning of Breath of the Wild and, and started all of that again, because it was just so phenomenal. I, I mean, I can't wait next month. And then the subsequent month is Final Fantasy 16, which had a 20 minute uh, deep dive, yeah. a PlayStation State of Play yesterday. Were you able to catch that? I did. I watched yeah. that this morning as well. Another one of those things where I was like, but I, ha I feel like I haven't given Final Fantasy enough playtime in yeah. recent years. Like, yeah. it's just, I mean, I love the PlayStation 2 stuff, the PS1, PS2. I was like, okay, we're getting into like the big quality stuff. And then it just got too big for me. And I was just like, I just, my, fi my Final Fantasy days were numbered. And then it went online and I was like, I, I can't go online. I'm just not going to play anything else. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, another game that looks fantastic. I love the fact that it's getting into that action RPG element style gameplay. You got the two, the big creatures fighting and different elements of different battle styles for each of your giant beasts or whatever the hell they're called. Like they're not summons anymore. They're I can't remember what they called yeah. it. There, there, I mean, the, the one thing about that thing. that state of play was how overwhelming it was with information and how many different backgrounds and environments we were traveling through. Feels like they're coalescing around a single story, like a single character that that's aging, yeah. and and we're going to see you know the ins and outs of their adventure. But uh, it also feels like we're traversing through years and just massive spaces and we're going to be on a huge huge journey with this game but how many gigs i don't know gigs? i don't know gigabytes? it's going to be big but <laughs> the fact that they're leaning into like a you know a bayonetta action experience you know a hack and slash devil may cry type deal for this game you think that that's a a good decision on the part of square enix or is it I, kind I of mean, risky like or some people will be like it's about time some people be like, don't fix what's not broken. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I mean, I, I like the fact that it's a little more action art oriented. I feel like it's going to be, it's going to feel faster paced, even if it's not, if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it may be a lightning Magnus says it's going to be one terabyte. <laughs> just, it's going to be one teraflop. They ship they ship it on a, a hard drive. They just, they just send you an SSD. Here's our game. Yeah, that's, that's I, I wouldn't doubt that that's the, the future. Yeah, it's like totally. one of those old hard drives. Like this big. You're like, here's the game. Here's the game. I mean, that's what arcade games were in the past, right? Yeah. And, and that was Neo funny. Geo disc is what it's going to be. <laughs> and that was what was funny in the in the uh, state of play too. They talked about they're adding like the side-scrolling shooters and, and uh, wrestling games and right? all kinds not, of other mechanics. Into this I was like, yeah. what? Side-scrolling and what wrestling game? <laughs> Pile drivers? Ooh. Okay. okay. Yeah, they're obvious. I mean, they, you know, 
I, this is a, a company and a, and a gathering of awesome developers from over the years that have always done a really good job at sort of fleshing out these huge elaborate stories, but they're also big fans of games. Yeah. And, and every one of the Final Fantasy games has always had a sense of humor about it, you know, and teased and toyed around with the, the, the core sort of design concepts and, and done some silly things. Now they have the horsepower to like put in another game inside your game. You know, <laughs> right? And they have arcade mode. Final Fantasy mo 16 itself wasn't enough. They've yeah, got other games inside the games you can play. <laughs> they have an arcade game, an arcade mode in the in Final Fantasy. Like I, that just seems so incongruous. When have you, have you ever heard that? You know, it's I mean, crazy. It's but then again, it, you know, it has that thing where it comes out and then Zelda comes out. After, like 10 days after? No, no. Uh, Zelda first, then oh, Final Zelda. Fantasy. Yeah, oh. summer is just glass. Like, yeah. it's just wiped out. Like, no one's getting outside. None, no. none of us. Let's face it, yeah. right? Nobody that's watching this right now. We're basically Make tan. nice and cozy. Tan free, <laughs> yeah. You drink lots of liquids, you know. <laughs> Stand up every once in a while, but, but say hello to your big screen god. Hello, let, let us go on a giant journey all summer long. Because in in uh, June, we also have Diablo 4, and oh, yeah. we also have Street Fighter 6. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And and just so, this month, what? this what are you, you know, for? you're looking for your action games, you're looking for your RPG <laughs> games, you're looking for your fighting games, you're looking for your table, your top down game. Done. And Baldur's Gate 3, Piss Piss says, Waxy Residue says, no going outside. And and we have uh, Jedi um, Survivor in uh, like less yeah. than two two weeks from today is Jedi Survivor. Clear your um, hard drive space, my friend. Yeah, we should start writing. We should start. Oh, my watch is telling me. We should start. <laughs> it's, it's telling me the date of Jedi Survivor. You can plug into your TV. Uh, we should start saying um, uh, farewell notes to our loved ones for, for all the gaming that we're going to be There's on. There's a new yeah. pandemic hitting, guys. <laughs> it's true, right? It's, it's another lockdown. It's like, so, well, I'll see you guys later. So you're more excited for Zelda than Final Fantasy? Yeah, I mean, I think that's safe to say, but I'm excited to see what Final Fantasy has to offer because, you know, I haven't dabbled really in any of the Final Fantasies in a while, and I did play the last Zelda games that came out, so, except for yeah. Did you play Final Fantasy VII Remake at all? No. That's a blast, and they started, and they went bigger into action role-playing in that game as well. Um it might be a good thing to wait, though, because they, they've got part two of Final Fantasy VII Remake. I forget I what it's called. Yeah. And it's so good. Uh, and Lightning Magna backs me up. Uh, Piss Fist says, Vic and Jose, any under-the-radar games in the next few months? Mm -hmm. I, I have to be honest. Like, I have been so heads down. Like, honestly, since the Rockin' and Reagan Awards, because we shot that, and thank you for taking part in that, by the way. Yeah. Shot that wow. in the new year. Um, and so uh, there was a ton of prep on that. And then there's been big release after big release. You know, yeah, we had. I, and I've missed so much. Like, yeah, I feel like I, I, I was really, you know, streaming a lot last year. And then God of War came out and I played two hours of it. And then my power died. And I was uh, like, oh, all right. There's a sign. <laughs> there's a sign. And I think that was the last game I streamed for a while. And then I did some of that. Uh, was that game we were supposed to play? And then oh, you couldn't, you couldn't yeah, I can't get past <laughs> the first boss. I've put about I've put about five hours into the damn game, but I'm I, I just I have to move I'm on. A Wolong master. <laughs> I know, I know Wolong is incredible. I loved what I played, and then I got to the first boss, and I'm like, oh my god, this thing is just kicking me around, uh, and I keep trying it. I just haven't been able to do it. And then meanwhile, I'm new so far ahead. I know I new like, stuff keeps coming in. 
Eventually, he's going to catch up. I, I just have to get to the point where we can co-op play, and then we'll play together, and then you can teach me your secrets, master. Uh, but easy. to answer your question, Piss Fists, I know that there. I keep getting emails and codes for stuff, um, but I, I've been busy with these big games. And and what happened, of course, is the PlayStation VR two launched, and they always launch with eighteen games or whatever. And so that was a huge upheaval. That was like, oh my god, I have to dive into this. And whenever you're talking about hardware, it just takes a ton of time. You've got to test yeah. it out like crazy. So long story short, is I, I've been making a lot of content, playing a lot of games. But what, what have we had? Metroid Prime Remastered, Dead Space, Resident Miss Evil that. Four Remake, Octopath Miss, Traveler Two. Miss that. It's just been <laughs> crazy. I mean, I missed. I, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I know that there's awesome smaller titles headed our way, but I also know Zelda's going to take all my time. Final Fantasy is going to take all my time. Diablo is going to take all my time. <laughs> like th this is, these are at least a week each of these games yeah. coming out, right? Of like seriously sitting down to play tons of it so I can come back and say, this is what I think about it, right? So <laughs> I'm looking at... At least two months, I think, of just yeah. in that handful of games. Survivor, Zelda, um, Diablo, Street Fighter VI, and Final Fantasy sixteen. That's why yeah. I think, like, mm -hmm. Microsoft is insane to release Redfall in this environment. Because Redfall is a May release. It's going to be their deadfall. <laughs> I, I, I mean, people, I did there? people are just just like slamming this game, just punching it and kicking it all over the internet right now. I mean, and haters going to hate. They are. You know, that's, that's the power of the internet, Vic. So it was already in a tough spot. And now already. it's frames less of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and God, and, and I think what the deal is with this 30 frames, 60 frames kind of heat that's out there. It's not so much that there is a, a, you know, a resignation that Microsoft can't knock our socks off and can't deliver something and, and they, they can't compete with Sony or whatever. I don't think that's the mood. I think the mood is we want them to, you know, we want them to come out with something that just blows us away and, yeah. and shows that all of these investments have been, Worth the for billions some, of dollars. Yeah, for something just extraordinary. And the promise has been for like three years that this is coming. Like we're going to get these amazing, you know, unbeatable AAA experiences. Oh, that was the other awesome game that came out. The um, uh, Hi-Fi uh, Rush? Hi-Fi yeah. Rush came out this Yeah, that was awesome. It's been a deluge. Already. Like 2023 is outstanding. So that's why I'm behind. But this Redfall news... First of all, I mean, let's get into this. But what did what did you think when when uh, you saw that infamous tweet from Arcane? I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like having played games for so long, I it I, and it's weird to say, but it's like I don't really like see the the frames per second issue right. as as much as some people do. Like some people, it's their make or break. They're like, yeah, oh, I can't play at sixty frames. Yeah, bull. That's BS. I can't. Yeah. I can't deal with this. Is and I'm just like where's that extra frame I'm missing? I'm, yeah. I don't, did I miss it? I don't know. I it's, it's not that big an issue to me until somebody explains exactly why it's a bigger issue and shows me why, like you can say, Oh, it's because this is going to make like the controls are going to be off. And especially when you're trying to shoot, you want this and this and I'm like, yeah, but I can, uh, but the, eh, but yeah. 
You know, well, like we've been playing 30 frames per second games for so, for, long. so for so long, right? And all the Switch stuff is pretty much 30 frames per second. The occasional 60 frame game is out there, but uh yeah, we've been trained to kind of accept 30 frames per second titles, even though in the 16-bit generation, it was all 60 frames per second, mostly. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's basically, that's digital foundry in a nutshell right there. Like, they've just disseminated <laughs> all of that information and, died, you know, brought us in depth into all of this content. And what's happened, though, with this generation is that certain games have launched with performance mode. and yeah. I, are you a performance mode person? No, that's yeah, another thing. Like a majority of the times when I am taking the time to play games, I'm yeah. streaming them. Yeah. And so I'm not seeing that, like you can't stream on Twitch in 4K, Ultra HD, it's 60. HDR, yeah, it's true, you know right. What I mean? Yeah. So I'm not even seeing it anyway. I'm right. not even getting the 4K, 8K performance enhanced editions of these games. I'm watching it like, I have this beautiful screen right here that's on camera. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't, I don't even, I play, I have my PS3 hooked up to it. Yeah. And my Nintendo 64 and an arcade stick. And I'm like- I'm And all like, your consoles are on this computer that you're playing. All my consoles, I got my big consoles here on this yeah. little tiny little 32 inch screen that I have at 1080p because that's oh, what I can stream at. Right. And so people are like, oh, it looks so beautiful. I'm like, yeah, it looks beautiful. And then you hook it up to the 4K and you're like, is this what the game's supposed to look like? Yes, it goes another level. But you must be playing at 60 frames per second, right? Because you can stream at 60 frames per second. Am I? I don't know. I can't tell the difference. If, it's, okay. if it says it's in 60 I don't really check. It's like I've never- You don't really that. do the toggle. No. I you, never, you never do that. You know, I think the PlayStation 5 allows you to toggle a default on performance mode as one of your options for personalization. And I certainly have done that. And um, I- I te would tend to agree with the idea that it's it's not as significant as the internet would like us to yeah. feel like it is, except that now because it's pretty prominent, like there's a lot and prevalent, there's a lot of games that allow you to toggle back and forth. And every time I review a game, I always check out both. I always like Uncharted and, and um, the Spider-Man games and Ratchet and Clank and stuff. Yeah. I always I did, go. I did with the Spider Man. I didn't know. I was like, okay, when I hooked it up to the big TV, and I was yeah. like, I see the smoothness and the fluidity it of it. It makes a huge difference yeah. when you're in 60 and then you go down to 30. And I think that there now is a generation of players, especially, you know, people that have high end PCs and things like that, that are very tuned in yeah. to the frame rate and the benefits on a, a game with higher frame rates. And we're talking about a shooter here. It's This, this is not a. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, which I get a, a role playing get, game or yeah. something like that, right? We're like, talking yeah. about a shooter, yeah, which needs precision, yeah, it involves you know, like well, immersion, yeah, right, yeah. But again, like my PC, I haven't updated my PC in like 10 years, so yeah, I'm still, I'm still running this old clunky hardware, so it's like, I don't, I don't think this thing does 30 phrases, like, I'm thinking about 24. Well, I, I, the, the, the part of this equation, like, we're all hammering on. Uh, on arcane right now, like they purposely. I'm not arcane. Pull You're not. Back, okay? okay, and and I'm not either. I I just think that they should delay it until 60 frames is ready. I, and I'm not angry at them. They're just not finished, you know. But the fact that in their statement they said the 60 frames per second will come at a later date, it's like, well, 
bring the game out then and you're going to avoid all this bullshit. Like nobody's yeah, going to care, right? <laughs> Just finish the game and, and ship it. And people will be like, okay, you can play it at 60 or 30 in a higher quality mode. Uh, uh, um, but part of the equation here is these hardware manufacturers and to some extent, you know, the PC race as well like the space race in pc like it's just never cha- it's never slows down as there's always new upgrades and now they're always. selling us dlss and and uh fsr and all these other sort of algorithmic sure. and and well all, <laughs> Where are those letters <laughs> <laughs> well the, it's all the technology it's all HD. the d <laughs> well it's all the machine learning and ai technology to kind of to help take a load off on the graphics processing so the games look better but that they're they're selling that now like DLS 3 is part of what they're selling in the new Nvidia cards and it's like well Jesus why are we on this freaking race to like crumble our hardware our architecture why why are we so far ahead with our graphics and our resolutions and the way that these games are running that my, our systems PS5, can't PS5's keep out of date already. Yeah, we well they can't keep <laughs> up with the games. Like yeah. th- there's something really backwards on that, and it's really personified when you play and exemplified when you play Metroid Prime Remastered. It's like a gorgeous game yeah. <laughs> on a, on looks, the Switch. You yeah. know, with oh, with well. a, what is that a ten year old uh, architecture in the Nintendo Switch at this point. It's I amazing. Mean, uh, and just imagine like you're just building PC stuff and within a four, you build a game for four years and within the start from the time mm. you start to the end of that four year process, you're like, I don't even know what we're doing anymore. Everything's well, gotten to the myth. Yeah. It started here and everything was great. And then it just, the next month it got better looking. And then a year after that, it was like, Oh crap, we got to catch up to this. Yeah. I, I I couldn't even imagine. Like I feel so bad for developers that are just doing PC Big time. stuff. That, and the and the teams are huge. Like it just feels like the every the odds are stacked against them. Like the Gotham Knights team, they made a cool game. It had problems, didn't run at sixty frames per second. But I'm a big bat nerd, and I had a good time playing that game. And I played co-op with Bear, and we had a great time. You know, running around as Batgirl and Robin, and beating up all kinds of cool bad guys. Who's Batgirl? I think I was. I love Batgirl in that game. It was so good. Um, and, you know, that studio went through hell and they heard about it every day. And I, I don't even like what's the morale like right now at Arcane and at WB. And it's I, I feel like the hardware which sold itself as the, this huge power kind of shift and the developers will have unlimitless opportunity. All the teraflops. Yeah, everything that they need to be able to run everything at... But for a year. <laughs> developers have struggled to hit that 60 frames per second, you know, unless you're, uh, you know, the Call of Duty teams that, you know, Microsoft or Activision spends, what, you know, a billion dollars a year or yeah. something like that on back in a day. Yeah. <laughs> across all their teams. So they're the most sophisticated development studio anywhere. So they can just squeeze and just, you know, get the most out of all of their stuff or your Epic themselves or your Naughty Dog or, you know, Insomniac, I think is one of the strongest developers. It's, it's hard to make games that run at the fidelity that modern players are hoping to hit at that at those frame rates. And it just feels like way too much pressure on the developers. And I, 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 
I, I think three of the most significant games of the year so far have been the Resident Evil 4 remake and Dead Space and Metroid Prime Remastered, which not only all show- All remakes. All remakes. <laughs> and there's a cynicism to it. It's just like, well, these developers can't make games like they used to, and, and the industry used to be better. And you can be completely reductive about all that. But there's a truth in the fact that those games came with built-in design and built-in technologies that could be ported to modern platforms and run incredibly well and surprise and delight people without killing the studios that made them, you know? And maybe there's, in these stories, there's an opportunity, like look at what Iron Galaxy has been going through with, uh, with The Last of Us Part One on PC, but maybe in these moments, it's time for, these developers to kind of reflect on what their ambitions are, like how big are they scaling their companies and what are they yeah. trying to do to themselves? You know, right. I pays to remaster games that are old and not remaster games that are, you know, Oh, this game came out two years ago. <laughs> right. Give me something that like, like I feel like after this new Zelda comes out, we get an Ocarina of time remastered. Yeah. That's probably going to happen. Of course. Well, I, I mean, I, I think what we're probably going to get is, they're tears is going to sell so well yes. and it's going to be so i think it's going to be so freaking beloved and successful that it will be a perfect title for nintendo to you know s sort of put the glasses on like you put your your glasses on you can see everything much cle more clearly when they announce the switch too and switch they say you. And hopefully, as part of the purchase price, because this is the first Nintendo game that they're adding an extra 10 bucks in the States. I don't know what the price is going to be in Canada, but hopefully that means that you'll be able to play this in a higher resolution with more detail on the next piece of hardware. But I think it will be an incredible piece of software to show off what Nintendo's got cooking. That's my hope. I don't know. I don't have any insider information on any of that, but mm -hmm. I, I really hope. And, and of course, we've heard the rumors that the Switch 2 might not be backwards compatible, which would be um That's awful. like PSVR 2. Why wouldn't they make it backwards compatible? <laughs> that, that uh, yes, that is a, what did you think of the PSVR 2 launch? I, know, I my PSVR 1 hooked up, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> were, were, I, have you been excited about PSVR 2? Have you, has it looked know, cool to you? I'm trying to play more of my PSVR 1 stuff so <laughs> I can get through the catalog of PSVR 1 stuff I have. They had a lot of good games on PSVR one. I, know, I have that a lot was, of them, and I was—I didn't even get through all. I was expecting to be able to play them on my PS5. I'm like, nope. Well, that was part of my commentary on the uh, in the review. I've loved playing with the PSVR two. There's been incredible games, but I think it's absolutely crazy that you know Astrobot isn't there and uh, Star Wars Squadrons isn't there. You know, and and there's a bunch of other ones, but there are some, and I think more are coming from that library. They're being ported and they're being updated, and some of them are free, which is pretty cool. Um, but it has been uh, a, a kind of a tenuous, weird time to launch that hardware, you know, yeah. with, with the kind of financial straits that everybody's in. And, uh, you know, this, it's kind of a weird time right now. Um, Unless you're re releasing games, then they're just coming in hot. They're like, we don't care about your monetary situation. Okay. Get your shit together and figure out how you're going to buy all these games we got coming out. There's not well, a lot of time left. I, I think what happened is the, uh, the teams, the developers that were working through the pandemic really struggled to find a, um, uh, you know, hit milestones and, and find the, uh, the flow for how their work was coming together. But clearly that's changed yeah. <laughs> and flow they figured back. flow is back and games are just like, ah, 
ah, here we go, which is kind of crazy. Uh, Blarkade says, so many publicly traded companies now want growth. Games need to be smaller, not bigger. And that's a great comment, Blair. And I think that is... Uh, that's what I was getting to with the fact that we're playing these older games, but they're still just as magnificent today. And anybody that plays retro stuff knows this as well. There's value in, in classic content and appreciating, like my wife and I, this is not games, but my wife and I watched The Departed the other day because I keep seeing it pop up on short form videos on YouTube and TikTok. Yeah, like Matt Damon will be talking about a scene or whatever. And holy shit, was that an incredible movie to re-experience again. It was just so freaking fantastic. And I knew what was coming because I saw that stupid short form video, but my wife forgot about one of the big shocks in the movie and she jumped out of the out of her chair and went, what the hell is going on? What? And that that's the power of great storytelling and great creativity. And the games industry has so much of that yeah. you know, to dip into, but it's not so much about let's remake what we've played. It's about, you know, I, I think taking it easier on these devs and maybe not trying to like shoot for the moon technologically with every product you put together. Like, yeah, because I mean, like you never, cause you don't know what could potentially be that. Look at the hi-fi rush. Like you didn't hear anything really about that game. Shock drop. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, holy crap, this game comes out. Fun little game to jam to. And it's not state of the art. It's you know not like I mean? the most visually striking. Yeah, but great, it, though. Still yeah, great, stylized. It was gorgeous. I don't, yes. I, don't know how, I couldn't tell you how many frames per second it is. It's <laughs> 60. But, uh, <laughs> so you claim. Uh, well, you know, and yeah, I mean, God, there's so much to d- dig into with all this. But I, I do feel like developers should take a page from the way games used to be developed and you know, obviously, I, I sound like a cranky old man when I talk like this, but there's so much interface and interference for for people to just jump into a game and have fun with it. Now they got to think about when when is this thing going to ask me for more money? You know, I already paid this much money, but the, I want the better gun. But I have to think, do I want to grind for 15 hours or do I want to buy it? Like there's so much bullshit in the way. And, and the developers you know, they put teams of people on this to figure that out, to yeah. psychologically kind of torture the player until they relent and they end up putting their credit card on stuff that but they don't me, want. Vic, you can play co-op if you can just beat that first boss. Yeah, right. Well, what, the Souls, <laughs> Souls types games, that's a whole other podcast that we should have as well because i they're exhausting, the Souls games. But that's not what I want to get to. I think what what... And I don't even know how the sales have been. I think Metroid Prime has been huge. And I think RE4 has probably been huge. I don't know how Dead Space did, but God, they're all so fucking, they're so good. All three of them are just so good. And it's like, why can't we just make more games like that? They had a, you know, a really cool beginning, middle and end. They're not crazy long. It's a concise story. Yep. You can jump into it, yep. play a good 10, 15 hours. Yes. And it's done. Yes. That's like, that's how I felt about the Last Horizon game. Like I was playing that, I put like 24 hours into that game. I got yeah. 24% through the game. I'm like, wait, this game is an hour, a percent? Mm-hmm. I, and then, you know, Elden Ring came out and I was like, well, there goes everything. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. And, like, and it, like, I miss those, I miss those good, like, Holy crap, this game was a good 10 hour chunk of my life. Yeah. Told a hell of a story, looked great. I enjoyed it. Didn't have to go yes. and buy a sword, yeah. buy special armor to get through the last book. No, I just enjoyed the story. It's like a good movie, man. I got to- we, we were eating so well 
in the uh, PS3 360 age. You know, Xbox was on fire. Like they really came out and they really it were really big competition for PlayStation. And that was good for both companies. You know, yeah. it gave Xbox a chance to kind of push the dollar me- companies. Well, they, they already were in a, in a lot of ways, but they it pushed, you know, they pushed both d- divisions and both corporations uh, in some really cool creative ways. And then everything went online and mobile took over and the economics of games have all changed. I do have this sense, and I've tweeted about this. Uh, David Jaffe put a video together based around the tweet that I put out there. But I do have this sense that um, as we go further and further into subscription content, and that's not just Game Pass, you know, it's going to be whatever Sony keeps evolving into. I haven't played Chia yet or whatever it's, or Chia on uh, PlayStation. I've heard that's an incredible game. That was one of the, the free PlayStation Plus games that came out last year. But as we go deeper into subscription, the, the games that are being offered through subscription are going to have to be incredibly tight at the beginning of the game. Like they're really going to have to capture our attention. It's not going to yeah. be meandering for 10 hours before things start to get good. You know, that, that, that kind of a game won't do well. It's like watching a TV show on HBO. Like are you going to watch 10 hours of a TV show before you like it? It's like, <laughs> it's the same kind it of gets equation. It's really good at episode 14. Yeah. Once you get through the slog of the first 13 episodes, <laughs> exactly. 14 is the one. So we might go back to this time of, uh, you know, developers creating tighter experiences that we play to completion, because that's an important part of the equation, especially as we go into subscription. And we talk about it. We we take that and we discuss it and it becomes part of the water cooler type. Com- and I think Hi-Fi Rush was probably that, you know, that was... It had a huge reveal for all of us that pay attention to it, but I think a lot of people just gave it a shot and talked about it, and it had tons and tons of players out there. I think the industry needs more of those. Yeah, because and I don't there wasn't know if that- any hatred beforehand because the game came out the second it was launched. Yeah, people didn't have time to dissect it and be like, "It's true. Oh, this is this is broken because this." No, it was like, "No, here's a game. It's out now. Go play it." And people yeah. went out and they played it, and they were like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, it's true. Well. I, what I'm hoping is that with, you know, and I know that there's some negatives to subscription. I know that stuff is on a service and then it's not on a service and you don't really own it. My thinking though is we own the experiences in our life. We don't really, I know this is so completely ridiculous coming from a guy that has 50 million action figures behind him, but <laughs> it, it's, it, I, I think we own the time we have to experience things more than we own the the physical things that we buy or the the things that we collect you know those experiences are incredibly valuable and i feel like subscription is our ticket to more of those but i also think that the video game industry has got to stop being so nickel and dimey with its live service garbage and um give people complete experiences that they are proud and happy that they had and i think we had those on ps3 and 360 we had too many of them and Mm -hmm. They didn't run at sixty frames a second. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of, a lot, a lot of three sixty and PS three games. Back yeah, there. it was a, it was a golden time because there was so much experience and so much talent and money, and there was really just you know a, a few ways that people can have access to all of that content. Yeah. Now it was, it's it was good old. It's the physical. I feel like the physical media. It's a yeah. weird thing. It's like when you had to have the physicalness of it. When it's like downloadable, 
it's like it's not as tangible like you don't feel like it's that much more of an experience like cool i downloaded it and then i'll yeah. get around to playing it but when you see it and we you can't go it, back though brother we can't go can't. back I mean, we I, can't I get you. i'm not saying we should go back but i mean, yeah. like, there was just something like when you had to go and get something like when people mm-hmm. would wait in line for call of duty or a yeah. god of war release you know it was like i got it like a guy have the thing instead of like click yeah click no I, I knew that this would be a great and we had to have this discussion because there's so much stuff to this you know yeah and, and like even the collecting of these classic um pieces of software for systems that are bricks now you know, <laughs> yes. and the, and the companies behind them have done everything they can to make the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3 pretty much be a pain in the ass to operate at this point, <laughs> as opposed to the cartridge based systems where you just plug it in and turn it on and everything yeah. just works just and there, fine. And then you have the yeah. community out there that's still making games for those old classic games. games. Yes. Those, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, because they're just like, yeah, you want a different little experience that I'm going to put on this little thing for you that you can just pop into your super Nintendo or your yep. Game Boy. You're like, what? Yeah, That's actually, I, I uh, let me go grab this. I'll be right back. AFK mm-hmm. for a second here. One second. AFK. Um, Don't worry, guys. Uh, I'm hosting the show now. Vic is gone. Uh, check out my new game collection. That's actually my old game collection, but I just moved. You can't really see it. I got my sweet Mondo Superman poster. Shout out to Mondo Rip. This is really cool. Uh, it's back. Guys. This Everybody was this cool. all was spawned from a tweet that I, I put out there. But I basically said that uh, Xeno Crisis, uh, just a reminder, Xeno Crisis is an awesome game. And then the Bitmap Bureau saw my tweet and then DM'd me and said, thanks for the, because it went out every, like I put a little gif in it and people were talking about Xeno Crisis all over the place. And they saw that and they were very and, and it just came from me playing. I just love the game. I play it all the time. I have it on like five systems. And then they said, do you want a Genesis version of Xeno Crisis? And I went, hell yes. Thank you so much. Awesome. So they sent a Genesis version of Xeno Crisis. And it has an instruction book, a color one, like even better than the Genesis books that we got. Wow. Like back, back then, they were all black and white on the Sega Genesis. But here it's all color. And if you haven't played this game, you it's literally on every system. It's a, uh, it's like, have you played it? It's like Smash TV fused Xeno with- Crisis? Yeah, Xeno Crisis is like with Smash TV as if Ridley Scott and um, uh, the team behind Alien. What, who's the guy, what's the guy's name again? The, uh, Ridley the, Scott? No, the designer of the Alien. Uh, oh, what's his name? I can't remember. Um, like I can't remember. Guy. Yeah, he's a he's a famous uh, Geiger, HR Geiger. Thank you, Waxy Residue. I love our chat. Our chat is <laughs> like honestly, everybody else on Twitch that's streaming to like fourteen year olds. No offense if you're fourteen. I love if you're fourteen and you're watching EPN, but they're not gonna know shit. You know, they have no point of reference. They have no history. Anytime I'm ever stuck on anything, and I am a lot because I have a lot in this freaking noggin at this point. I've reviewed a million things. You guys know. I just asked my incredible chat and they know what the hell's going on. But yes, this is like HR Geiger made Smash TV. All right. Yeah. It's okay. incredible. Um, and it's it's just so much fun. So thank you, Bitmap Bureau. But I do I do feel like we should be looking to the past and find ways to make that more accessible for people. Yeah. Uh, not remake them, but I think take some philosophies like, and make it easier on the developers. Like when you come out with a new console, Nintendo, yeah, yeah. give me a cartridge slot for 
all of my Nintendo Super, like make totally. like one of those like Retron fives, you know, that you can play Genesis games. I can play. They can. They have the technology so I can play a Genesis, a Super Nintendo, a Nintendo Game Boy game in one console. Yeah, I know you can do it, Nintendo. Sure, it's a very niche market of collectors out there that have this stuff that they can. They would love to play on. But imagine if Nintendo were just like, "Hey guys, we're doing our anniversary box." We're celebrating 40 plus years of Nintendo. Or I mean, Nintendo's been around longer than that, but yeah. in the console space. I, I don't know why they they don't just do like what the Retron 5 has done. You know, That's why, what I'm saying. Why don't, do but it doesn't need to be tied to the Switch. Maybe there's a... It doesn't. They could just do a Nintendo, Super Nintendo. Uh, yeah, just, a new console that allows you to play the old systems. Yeah. Yes, but I, they can you know, I the do... Retron tech and just put a I, Nintendo logo on it. I do yeah. love what they're doing with... And I know it's... It, it kind of sucks because we all got looped into buying these classic games on the Wii U and the 3DS through digitally. Yeah. But I do like what they're doing with their subscription. Their subscription is like, it's like a museum. It's like honoring all of these other machines. And the fact that they got the Sega Genesis in there, I mean, we need more systems and more games and stuff, but God, it's pretty good. It's pretty good already. And it keeps getting better and better. So I, yeah, I would love for Nintendo like those little mini systems that they made are so cool, yeah. but it would have been awesome if you could put your cartridge in there too. You know, right? they would have been amazing. Like, give me the stuff yes. that's available online as well as yeah. me having the option to plug in an actual cartridge of said game I have and play that yeah. on top of it in yes. the little mini console. It doesn't take much space. The Nintendo itself. I mean, you just need a little slot. Yeah. Come on guys. It, it is uh, original spoon. Thank you so much for resubscribing my friend. You are the best. Vic and Fubar on a sunny Friday evening. What could, what oh, more Fubar can you ask Friday. for? Yeah, Fubar Friday. That's what we have right here. Uh, yeah, I do think that the industry is is really foolish with the way that it abandons its past, you know? Right. and I just, mean, those people, they had so many people working on so many games for yeah. so many years. Yes. Just be like, yeah, cool. Yeah, just shove you it missed, out. You missed out, yeah. And you, you, like, there's so many different ways that they could incorporate this as well. I was thinking about this and, and this will probably piss people off, but um, like YouTube is just rife with retro game uh, players and people that do histories and, and collectors and all kinds yeah. of stuff. Why can't they just work out a deal with these hardware manufacturers to create emulators right in YouTube so that you can just download these tiny little video game files and play right in YouTube. You're on a retro gaming streaming yeah. channel or some kind of YouTube, like classic gamer like guy that reviews something. Super Mario three, click play it, and play, play it. it right there. Right. Like there is a way to makes too much sense. I know. Stop it. Vic. I, I'm a producer. So I think of different ways, but um, I do have some thoughts rel related to all of this. And I think at the core of this discussion today is we would love to see developers uh, you know, be, be given, appreciated. be appreciated and be given the tools that they need to finish their games and be proud of their games and to, you, you know, ship games that are technologically sort of hitting their mark, but maybe not at the expense of, of shitting on their dreams while they're still making it. <laughs> yeah. And you like, know? and their life and, you know, feeling good about what they do for their life. Like the morale, I think about the morale. What What is it, what is it like at Arcane right now? You know, they're weeks from shipping this game. Yeah. And the, the, the team most energy of, is definitely gone down, I would yeah, say. Yeah, most the of the comments have been, 
you know, people, I think John Yomtov said people are calling it red fail, you know, and just like, it's so nasty. And like, yeah. imagine getting up every day. It's like, we're going to ship this thing. I know they're going to make a damn cool game. Yeah. That Arcane made the Dishonored games. What was the, the, I forget the name of the game, uh, the, the, the island Dishonored game. Dishonored 2. Well, they made Dishonored 2, but the the most recent game that uh, the Arcane in France made, the one with, uh, well, they made Prey, Deathloop. Thank you, John Yamtov. Oh, yeah. They're just really clever with their aesthetics and their design ideas and their concepts. And, uh, you know, vampires are freaking cool. And we haven't really dived or dove into I them. The Renfeld game. Yeah, I just I just reviewed the Renfield movie. It was good. Renfield. Yeah. Give me a Renfield. So I'm excited. I'm excited to play this, and I think it's going to be fine at 30 frames per second. But I also think that people have a. Like you're not going to have a choice. (laughs) Not going to have a choice, but people have a legitimate (laughs) argument to wait. You know, and you know who created that legitimate argument to wait? Arcane Studios. In their tweet, they said we've got a 60 frames per second mode coming, and the amount of competition that's going to be out there—it's just heartbreaking. You know, and I, I don't know, like. I, and I don't want to just like throw all the shade at Microsoft because like look at Sony and their PC publishing with The Last of Us Part One. They they just announced another. John Yumtuff sent me. They just announced another uh, patch today, and it's still bumpy. It's still problematic. It's still like not optimized for most PC systems, including the Steam Deck. It's an incredible game. After the one of the best, I think the best video game adaptation ever crafted on HBO and there's going to be millions of people that have never played the thing. And, uh, they you know, they bought it for PC and probably so many of those people are like, what the hell? Why is it crashing so much? You know, like it's, that shit should not be happening. It's crazy. Yeah. It's cause the, they keep updating PCs, man. Well, I, my theory is yes, that's part of it. And, and all of these different platforms are, um, definitely a concern for anybody that develops for PC. God, I, I couldn't imagine that stress on the developers, like optimizing for the in, like the, the different variations of the platform. That's yeah. what's so weird about Redfall. It's like, you know what the Xbox is capable of. Scope to that, yeah. build to that. We saw 60 frame a second trailers. They were, and all their marketing has been 60 frames a second for yeah. Redfall. I mean, it's it just un believable that this is happening you know and sometimes, it's not the sometimes waiting is worth it and waiting sometimes is worth you it. have to delay your games honestly you know dude with video games at this point almost every time waiting is worth it you know i understand I, people's I, obsession to get on and play this stuff as soon as it hits and and our excitement for all of it like I, I, who's talking i love the stuff when it comes out but yeah i mean it really feels like the industry's training people to uh just hang on because the game of the year edition is going to have all the shit figured out and it's not, it's going to run better, you know, which is remastered edition of the game in a year. (laughs) Yeah. But well, I don't know about the remastered (laughs) edition, but I, that is, that does kind of correlate with the last of us conversation because I think what the developers have run into is that there's PlayStation three code in this game. You know, there's, there's, or there's some kind of development assets that are related to a, you know, a, a, a two generation old, very hard generation. Yeah. To Early. develop for PlayStation console. And they had to kind of make that work on a PC. And I can't imagine that that could be, uh, well, that, that was easy. 
<laughs> so I feel for these people, you know, I, I, I think they, uh, they just want wins. We as players just want wins. I do feel like all of this red fail. Or, oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, whoa, man. you said it. I said it. I do feel like all of this Redfall hate is coming from a place of love, most of it. Most of it going, yeah, we just want, want to Xbox hate. to kick ass again. We want them to kick ass again. And we trust Arcane, you know? Something happened. <laughs> Oof, Wilden 1990. Yeah, he said it. He <laughs> you said know, it John, I blame John Yomtov. He put it in my head. I didn't even hear Red Fail until I read it in a tweet. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Um, I, you know what's crazy is I think Redfall is going to be a blast. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to play. Um, but I think it's got a very tough launch ahead of it. Yeah. But you know there what? is one other game we have to talk yeah, about. I was and, like, you know, speaking of delays. I know. And and I know I can't keep you all day. I know your your kiddo is sleeping and you got to go be a dad here soon. She's fine. Oh, uh, she's fine. Yeah, I got her. She's right there sleeping. Oh, you can see her. That's so great. That's so cute. Um, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Yeah. I, I mean, what a tragedy. Month, right? What a tragedy. Like, Next honestly. Month, Vic. We're going to get Suicide Squad also on, on top of all these other games from good old Rocksteady. We, yeah. we were, we were talking about it in the, um, in the stream yesterday for the PlayStation State of Play. Oh, man. John Yomtov just popped in. Sega's going to acquire Rovio for a billion dollars. Sonic Team now the parent company for Angry Birds. That's crazy. Good job, Sega. Wow. Angry Birds going to take over Chow's and Wow. Sonic? Wow. That's a, a huge bit, deal. But like, but like just a billion? Like that's, what? That's, well. Twitter was 40 million? Angry Birds isn't even worth 40 Twitters? Well, they're not at the same... They're the ultimate Twitter. Yeah, they're... <laughs> they're not at the same level that they were before. But let's talk about the um, the Suicide Squad thing, because we, we mentioned in yesterday's Final Fantasy 16 stream how this was the inverse of what Suicide... Like, the Final Fantasy 16 stream really worked effectively to get us hyped for what was coming, and they were very sort of on message with the kind of... Like, when they started that stream, it felt like we should pick up our PlayStation controllers and start playing the game. You know, I don't I don't know if you noticed that, but I was, like, reaching for my, my, my DualSense to start playing, and that was just so smart. It really kind of said, this is what the game is going to feel like to play... And then they went into the whole trailer and popped us all to the, these different, you know, time periods and gave us a sense of the totality of the story. Suicide Squad had some pretty cutscenes, but then it just became this, I, like, what I remember of it is just this blur of just you know, characters flipping and flying and everybody's shooting, including Captain Boomerang. Why does he shoot? He's a, His name is his weapon. And, you know, they... It just felt like a giant mess. And then they'd go back to the developers and the developers would be, we know people are going to be excited about buying these new purple outfits to go and kill all these bad guys that are all purple. They're all shooting purple things. This is about multiplayer. You're going to want to play with your friends. And, and, then, outfits. and then they had the uh, announcement that it's going to be always online and just everything about it felt like, wasn't what good. are they selling us? What are they selling us? They're selling us the waiting game because now... <laughs> Well, it was supposed to be out in a month. Again, another thing we're supposed to get next month, right? May? It was supposed to be out last year. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Then it was delayed, and then it was supposed to be out next month. 
now it's going to be out next year. <laughs> yeah. Blarcade uh, uh, says Superman is brainwashed. Quick, get Captain Boomerang and his trusty assault rifle. And, <laughs> and the, like the whole weapon loadout thing. It's like, what are, what are we playing here? Is this Call of Duty and cosplay? Like, what the hell game is this? Are we? I, I don't know. But yeah, it is. it's not the Snyder. Maybe we'll get a Snyder cut of the game. <laughs> Maybe we'll get the Snyder cut of the Suicide Squad game. I think that uh, they had a tough thing with the like the Suicide Squad as a concept is interesting because there's a freedom to, you know, where you can go with that. And, and the characters can get pretty violent and, and cartoonish and funny. But I don't think that there is a, a you know, a quality about this this brand or these characters that's beloved by millions of people look at what they did with the guardians game yeah that was incredible it didn't do well didn't do well but that was an incredible game awesome game you know what it had a bunch of different costumes that you can just go and find within the yeah yeah (laughs) it wasn't didn't have to always be online you can have a different experience and enjoy i mean you know why that game didn't do well because avengers didn't do well and yeah. people were out already. They were like, I don't want to be sold this bullshit where I, I am in partially and I have to keep spending to get the rest of the, the experience. And I have to yeah. kind of coerce friends to play. There was confusion about it. And yeah. to launch that post Avengers when, you know, everybody knew. And it's tragic because the Avengers had some cool stuff in it, too. But it's like everybody knew it was just dying. And, and it was a joke already in the video game industry. Let's release Guardians of the Galaxy on the on the tailwinds of our success with Marvel's Avengers. As like, uh, yeah, we don't want any of that. So people stepped away from that. And Guardians is like leagues bigger in terms of IP strength and brand awareness than Suicide Squad. Even James Gunn's excellent Suicide Squad movie was just it just did okay. It wasn't yeah. that big of a hit at all. You I, know? I feel bad for Guardians. I feel like Guardians is always on the tail end of something like people were sort of over the telltale-ness of telltale games. Right. And then they had the Guardians telltale game. People were like, I, yeah, no, I'm so, we've had yeah. Wolf Among Us and we've had The Walking Dead and yes. I'll miss out on that. And then the same thing with Avengers, like uh, Avengers did this. It's, ah. it's gonna, actually going to be interesting to see how the Guardians 3 movie does, you know, like. I'm and, sure the movie will do great. I think so, but I don't know if it's going to do as well as the previous one. I think that there is well, the guy who runs DC is going to sabotage it. <laughs> well, I, th- I I think that's part of the you know the story. It's so weird because he's the DC guy and he's been all DC DC DC. Kind of, I think revealing cards maybe a little soon. I think he should have finished this job and then and that then the whole DC. Yeah, story. right. It's weird yeah. now because the whole like anybody that's into this stuff is thinking about that. I think that there was some exhaustion with phase four. We're getting all over the place, but welcome to Vic's basement. Uh, and, uh, um, you know, Ant-Man hasn't done so as well. It's done well, but yeah. it hasn't done as well as maybe they were banking on. And then they've had the Jonathan Major stuff and the Ezra Miller flash is coming. And it's just, a, it's a very unique, interesting situation that we have ourselves in yeah. right now and i don't know if guardians 3 and if it's an incredible movie which i think it will be yeah i really do then uh it's going to batista it's, for the win it's going to do i love that whole cast they're all so damn great even the controversial chris pratt he's he's a very good actor he's a very funny guy super mario he's, he's just overexposed and you know whatever the other things about him but we'll see this could be a very 
you know, interesting time. But this Suicide Squad I, is also in the middle of all of this shit, unfortunately. Yeah. Like superhero fatigue, even if it's not fully, you know, set in right now, it's being talked about. And uh, um, I think that super, like the Suicide Squad conversation for the game, that's also going to factor into all of that. I, I don't see how, unless the game is radically changed in this extra eight months that the team has. I mean, like, I'm all about waiting. I, me too. Hopefully, you know, we were just, just discussing about if it's worth the wait. It's, you know, it's, as long as you're making it better, as long as it's not the same turd, you're just polishing it a little extra. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're going in and making some changes and overhauling some things that are obviously disliked yeah. by people who love to dislike things on the interwebs. Well, I think there's... There is some validity to the conversation there, you know, like people don't want to have another live shooter persistent universe thing where it, the game is so um, obviously engineered to sell you these little widgets and gadgets and stuff. They want to feel, especially from a studio that made the Arkham trilogy, one of the best trilogies period ever made, not let alone a superhero trilogy. It's just an incredible yeah. collection of games. They want a game from that team that lives up to that quality bar and is delivering a single and player is that experience. Much fun to play. <laughs> yeah, right. And replay, right? Yeah. And that's I honestly that's part of the challenge, I think, with a lot of these live service games too. Like they're great for building a community. And if you find a group of friends and you play them, but there's no replaying them. You're you're just you're always playing them. You jump in and you're playing the whole thing, and like Destiny's the big uh, uh, the big winner, I think, in in the sort of you know top echelon, beautiful looking, uh, persistent sort of experiences out there. But I got to tell you, every time I jump into Destiny, it's like this is exactly the same as as, <laughs> as it's always been for me. I know there's more embellishment in the story and the lore is, but it's like I'm doing the same stuff I've always been doing in Destiny. You know? Yeah. I miss the Peter Dinklage destiny. Do you? Yeah. I mean, like, and I'm not trying to throw shade at destiny. I know that people love the game and I know tons and tons of effort and work has gone in there, but I'm not, a, I guess I'm not a big believer in this live service future. You know, like I, I feel. It goes back to that. I want my little, I want yeah. my experience. Yes. I want to have mine. If I want to take it with my friends, I can have it. But if I, I want mine, I want me to have a great time and not yep. be like, this is going to be so much fun with my friends log in. Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah, come on, guys. Yeah, okay. even every time that we have tried to do that on any game, any multiplayer-only focused game, it's kind of a pain in the ass, you know? And it's great when we're playing, but just to coordinate and sync up schedules and stuff like that, it, obviously these games are successful, you know, and sometimes. Uh, but then we've also seen a lot of these live service games die. I think Suicide Squad's got a lot of... Well, yeah, yeah, it's in the name. I think they've got a lot of issues, a lot of problems that they're going to have to navigate through. It's just like the actual Suicide Squad. They got yeah. a lot of issues to deal with to figure out how this team is going to work. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope it's great. I really do. I hope it's amazing. I hope it... it, it Find uh, out in 2024 on <laughs> In February of 2024. Listen, though, I feel like if they don't, like really just like you said really take it to heart to kind of change things up like the idea that the single player you have to always be online that's bullshit they should just pull that right out yeah, fix what? that give give people a core single player experience that's super fun let I it be play it on an airplane 
on yeah. a Steam Deck, right? On a yeah. Steam Deck. Yes. I'd love to play it on the Steam Deck. Can't exactly. You? Or any of the. Play, uh, I tried to play it was Gotham Knights on my Steam Deck. Loaded up for the first time. I was like, no, you need to be online to kick this thing off. And I was like, well, yeah. I'm on an airplane and that's not going to happen right no. at this moment. They're yeah. a thousand feet in the air. Totally. I'll get to it when I get down. Honestly, I, I know the Steam Deck isn't the biggest, you know, it's not the Switch. It has It's sold a million plus or whatever out there, but it is one of the great machines for the industry to kind of scope to and to spec out and to say, yep, we're making our game available to play there. That, There's an extra- verified playable on yeah, Steam Deck checkmark. Totally. There's an extra kind of promotional benefit from being able to, like, you see it all the time. People posting articles, this game's coming out, and guess what? It's Steam Deck verified. It's just fun to say that. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, so the developers are thinking consumer first. and take this on the go with me yeah, and show and, people and, while I'm on the move. And a big part of that conversation is you don't need to be always online. You know, you can be on an airplane, and you can play these games. You know, like, Jedi Survivor is coming to PC. And I don't know if it's going to run on the Steam Deck. I hope it does. I have been able to play Jedi Fallen Order on the Steam Deck, but I think I've had to be connected to EA's servers and all of that. It, like all of these stupid pieces of interference from just being able to play the thing that you've got your downloaded to you. Yeah, to the thing I have. I downloaded the software to my machine. Let me play it. Don't it's make like, me you can, sure. go Just through these to the other thing that's connected to your hurdles. computer, that's connected to your Wi-Fi. Yeah. Son of a bitch. I'm yeah. Never going to play this game. I'm going to play my Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, I know that there's business decisions behind every one of these ideas and, and uh, you know, privacy concerns and, and uh, piracy concerns and all of that stuff. I know. Um, but I do feel like we chat about this we talk about it it's you know it blows up on the internet and and uh and then we have examples of games that don't do that you know where you can pop in the metroid prime cartridge into your switch and it's like wow this game is amazing and it's 20 years old and it's still amazing why can't we have more games that are amazing that are (laughs) (laughs) like this and i just i can play it anywhere i just pop it in yeah yeah it's crazy Johnny Umtuff says Switch is over 120 million units in total and counting. Yeah, and it's going to be, they're probably going to add another 25 million just based on uh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, Lightning Magna says, I'd like an open world Ghostbusters like playing Death Stranding. I was thinking Ghostbusters like this would be interesting. That would be very cool. Absolutely. Yeah. That would be very cool. Like a Ghostbusters Spider-Man. It still says that we're playing, watching Final Fantasy 16. I didn't, because I, it's, I guess we're just chatting, but Final Fantasy 16 was a big part of the conversation. I'll, t- I'll change it to just chatting. One second here. Way to go, Vic. I well, I, I said that. I told you it said that before we started. No, I know, but it was good. It was part of what we were going to talk <laughs> about. Um, I'll put just chatting. Let's see. If that- just chatting, guys. We're just chatting. Just shooting the proverbial shiz on a FUBAR Friday. Hope everyone's going to have a great weekend ahead. It's my birthday next week, so if you want to send me games, uh, I'll send you my new address in the chat later. <laughs> my new updated address. What are you looking forward to um, uh, game-wise? Game-wise? Game yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, I mean, I still would love to finish uh, some God of War. Yeah. I still dabble in a little wool long every once in a while just because uh, I'm really good at it. It's a great game. You should really beat that first boss, Vic. It's I, fantastic. I, I know, bro. I it's, feel so embarrassed. 
I, and you know what? I could, I probably would have if I didn't just review MLB and I don't know, there's been like five other games that I've had to go back to. I, I hit the wall. It's like, okay, I put five hours into this. I'm in the first boss. I can't beat the damn boss. Or I could play this that just came in, you know, and yeah. it's, and that's always been my, like all of these um, souls like games have been like that for me. It's like, I cannot it's, see the same level over and over again. I need to play something else at this point, you know? Uh, oh, Ghostwire Tokyo, I think just came out on Game Pass. Yep. There's yep. some other Game Pass stuff coming out. I gotta check out what's on the, what's on the old GP. Um, it's not letting me change the uh, thing. So we're, we're just going to stay Final Fantasy 16, guys. This is the hottest Final Fantasy conversation, guys. People so be like, what are you even playing? How are you playing it? Zelda is your number one though, mm -hmm. right? Uh, Zelda, I mean, yeah, I, I'm my switch is charged, ready to download Nintendo. <laughs> if you're watching and you feel like sending me a new copy again, you know, had, had a good run with that initial uh, Breath of the Wild. Um, I'd really love to play it. You know? I'm just saying, just throwing it out there. I'm sure they're they not got hearing. a Genesis game. I'm just trying to get you know, Xeno Crisis is great on the Genesis, but uh, I'd love to take a look. I'm sure they're not getting too many requests right now. <laughs> right? Who do, I know? Who do I know that's at Nintendo that's watching this stream right now that <laughs> has access to you? Uh, oh. No, but I'm, I'm definitely excited to dive into Del because I can play it while I'm supposed to be watching my child, which is uh, convenient for me. You know, like I just have it on the Switch next to me and she's not paying attention. Right. Like, you watch Star Wars like I've taught you. Yeah. And I'm going to play. Is she the three? How old is she, just, she now? She just turned two last month. Just two. Okay. Uh, but I've got amazing. her so I've got her so brainwashed. It's fan the best thing about having kids is brainwashing. Like yes. she is all about Star Wars now. Yeah. She's a big Darth Vader fan. Really? Big Darth Vader fan. Yeah, she's Ruby. Darth Vader. Ruby loved all the bad guys too. She loved the Joker. I didn't show her Star Wars that early though. Oh, I, I showed her Star Wars uh about a week old. We were, oh wow! I okay. read her the crawl for the first time. Oh, that's crazy! And then we've watched it every. It'll pop up in my time hop that we watched it. That Does she know that it. Lucas is? Uh, uh, that no, Vader's... she knows that I am her father, though. Okay. She, 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 I but her, do, I does she know that Darth father. Vader is Luke's father? She doesn't uh, know she, that. She does, but I don't know if she can grasp the concept. She okay. Just that Darth Vader. She just went around going Darth Vader. I don't know if we can surprise people with that like kids with that now right because it's yeah. so much a part of culture and that was the biggest shock in the world when we all found that out the first time yeah well i feel like when she's at the age where she can understand what he's talking about instead of just seeing him on screen being a cool dude in an awesome costume yeah yeah what quaid right quaid rain what did we clip <laughs> i am your father okay <laughs> well, by the way uh in case anyone hasn't seen uh <laughs> Star Wars Episode Four, yeah. <laughs> Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker have a little more. Actually, yeah, it was it was an Episode Four? That was uh, Episode Five. Empire, okay. Empire, Strikes, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. Oh my God! Are, have you been theaters? watching? I, oh no, Return is because oh, it's yeah. the 40th anniversary 40th. of Return of the Jedi. Have you been watching the Star Wars shows? Are you a uh, no, Mandalorian fan? Because Mandalorian. Oh, you like to? Yeah, you like to skip. Yeah, you like to binge everything, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to wait. Which is great. I've surprisingly avoided most any spoilers. Uh, so uh, a lot of people, I mean, I just, I like to stay off the internet. Uh, yeah. That's typically what I like to do unless I'm posting adorable pictures of my child. That's very smart. I, uh, yeah. because I do the rundown and I talk about all this stuff on a topical kind of level, I have to stay tuned to all of it. Yeah. For the Man um, Mandalorian, the first couple of seasons, I watched every episode as it came out. Yeah. And then like I was gone for a week and then we were moving and then my wife was gone for a week. And so we just, once we can sit down and have some time to, 
Oh, it's so it's Watch so it good. Can't wait. I mean, it's uneven. It's not like it's perfect in every moment. I, the first two seasons were so stunning for me. I actually yeah. had them on my phone, and I would rewatch the episodes over and over again because it was just like, "What? Mr. This is no telling time on his hands." Well, I'd be flying Mr. or whatever. Man, though, <laughs> I was, and you know, I, it was a convenient rewatch because I love it so much, and I, I have loved the third season. But it's um, it's weird to just accept that this kind of storytelling is on TV, you know, yeah. like it's just crazy, but we're in a weird time right now. I don't know if you're, are you, do you watch succession? No. I won't spoil anything there. It's an, it's an incredible show. Um, but succession and Barry is another amazing show. And, uh, uh, Ted Lasso. I don't know if Watching you watch Ted. Ted. Lasso. Yeah. That's yeah. an incredible show. And Mandalorian it's, they're all, there are new episodes of all of these epic series this week you know, all at the same time, which is so crazy. You know, yeah. I don't I don't know if we've been in a period where we've had, I mean, we've had uh, amazing shows, but it's usually like they are in isolation or they might have another show that's pretty cool. But right now there are so many shows yeah. that, and, and you oh, know the Picard, doing? Picard yeah. new season, which I, I'm not caught up on, but everybody's raving about all of these things. It's like, you know what they're doing? They're coming out weekly. It's not like, it's like, because they're so used to getting that, here's a season of a show. Yeah, binge. right. Yes. And it's like having to wait is like, it's like the old days. It's like flipping yeah. through, what time does it come on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want to miss it. I set my VCR. For those yes. who don't know, VCR <laughs> yeah. is what we used to use back in the day to record shows. Uh, we got yeah. some other ideas here too from Buck Roach, Night Agent, which I haven't seen. Beef, I've oh. heard very good things about that. Lucky Hank. Yeah, I mean, we are just living in this golden age, man. It's it's incredible. Uh, I been good. What's that? I said TV's getting good. TV's getting good. We can play games on it. Everything. Yes. <laughs> you know, Netflix is getting into games in a big way. You know that they had uh, Shredder's Revenge. If you have Shredder's, if you have Netflix on your phone, you can just download Shredder's Revenge That's through awesome. Netflix on on your Android or iOS device. I, I did not know that. But. It's a whole game. It's sitting right there, and you can play it on your phone anytime you want. It's it's awesome. such it's such a great idea. Yeah, it's a it's a cool time, but I I definitely want the developers to not live in fear of yeah. shipping their games and pissing off the entire internet. And I feel like we need to give them a little, you know, love. more love and space. But also, the hardware companies need to do them right as well. You know, like help them hit those technical technical kind of. Yeah. marks especially yeah, if the promise is that this is the most advanced thing ever ever yeah. like how, help them me, get to that any gameplay unless you're for sure it's going to be what i get to play okay yeah. show me the name right. of the trailer yes show me, just it's fine yeah like, like anchorman 2 still the movie was terrible but the trailers were fantastic because it was just the four guys walking out saying yeah. stupid things different it was a bunch of different commercials didn't right. show any of the movie right they're just like we're gonna see some stupid fine i'll go see it yeah sure, I'm, I'm into that so yeah. I need to see, show me the name of your game. You can show me the name Star Wars and say something quippy and cool. I'm invested. Don't show me, wow, this trailer looks fantastic. And then you play it and you're like, that's not what I was promised. And you know what? And the investment in a movie, I mean, it can be expensive if you're taking a whole family out to a movie or whatever and buying all the popcorn and all that. But it's not the same as that that leap in, and, and trust and hope and faith in a game, you know? Yeah. And if... The marketing is all a lie, or if it's all set up to overpromise and underdeliver, it would be cool to have more software come out like with their big reveal 
very maybe we hear about these titles coming but maybe we don't get a like we're so far removed from uh what was that ubisoft game where they had that incredible trailer Assassin's Creed. uh no it was the uh uh it was the he was the hacker guy I forget the name of it Eden. oh uh, watchdogs yeah watchdogs where they showed us the watchdogs trailer like six years before the game was ready and it was amazing it was like holy shit games are going to look like this i did they did the same thing with the kill zone reveal trailer for what playstation 3 was supposed to be like we're so footage yeah we're so far Mm. from that but we're still doing things like that today you know and and it it's a pain in the ass for the players and the people that believe in the business and love video games but I think at this point it is it's a bigger disservice to the game makers. They're, they feel like they're in the crosshairs. I couldn't imagine making a, a game like the people that that are working at Rocksteady right now trying to finish Suicide Squad. How how does it feel to show up at work and like you can't go on any social media at all to have anybody yeah. talking about your game because it's just going to be defeatist. Like it's just going to feel like you're just getting stabbed in the back over and over again, you know? Well, I mean, the benefit now is that, uh, you know, there's no E3, so uh, you don't have to show us stuff that we're going to see in four years, five years from now. Right. Uh, you can release, sh- now that I feel like these people, especially the game developers that aren't a part of the bigger picture of games, they don't yeah. have, I feel like their deadlines aren't going to need to be as tight. Yeah, well, that's a have, problem too, to though. Have, I mean, it is, but I feel like, people are always so stressed and getting stuff ready for E3 and making sure that- Yeah, no, that's that's a good thing. But I, I feel like with this preponderance of live service and, and you know, trying to out Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog, and, you know, make things that are fully state-of-the-art every single time, like the development weight on, on games. Like Naughty Dog made three Uncharted games for the PlayStation 3. Yeah. Right? And we- we're gonna be getting. We're gonna be lucky to get a play another Last of Us game in on the PlayStation Five. You know, it might be a PS Six title at the at this point, right? Like the 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 amount of time these games take is is going beyond the console life cycle from these top tier developers. That's insane. Like, yeah. I mean, why that, the last Zelda game came out at the launch of the Switch? Like yes, the, the last like new IP Zelda. Yeah. And it's been how many years now? Well, we're in our sixth year. Sixth. Yeah. And, and that was delayed. And, people, and, are, and yeah. people have been waiting for a new Switch for the last couple of years. So it's like, yeah. Give them, give I, them time. Like, I, it should, especially with like DLSS and all of these other technologies that are like tr- flouting the idea that you don't need to make it look perfect and it will run better or you don't need the, the, the best hardware and it will run okay. I like what are we doing here for these game makers? Like we should be getting more stuff. It's less expensive to make, less expensive to buy. Maybe it's shorter, and it, it looks good, but it doesn't have to look like you know, like every game doesn't have to look like Elden Ring and and uh, God of War Two. You know, like we like not every team is capable of that. The the only company that seems to be able to just flourish with these incredible, you know, blockages in, in the development kind of landscape out there is Insomniac. It feels like they can just, 
like they made Ratchet and Clank a launch title for the PlayStation Five. It was absolutely breathtaking yeah. an experience. Maybe not the most ambitious design, but it was like wow. And you know yeah. they've been doing all of these upgrades and updates. Almost re- they did. They remastered the the PS4 Spider-Man, Spider-Man game and brought yeah. it to PS5. It's almost like they relaunched the game again. Both of the Spider-Man games have been incredible. We're getting Spider-Man Two this year. I suspect Wolverine will be next year. Like. Mm. Why are they singular? How can they have an output like this and keep making things like this? And in the meantime, you know, plus they did all kinds of VR stuff when they were independent and everything. But in the meantime, we've been waiting for Rocksteady's next game. And yeah. we're going to, we got another almost year to wait for a game. And Arkham Knight came out when? Like 2010 or something like that? Or? It was a, yeah, it was a 360 PS3. No, Arkham Knight was uh, uh, PS4, Xbox mm. oh, One. Yeah. But that I, I think what that might have been 2013 or something like that. Are you sure? Crazy. <laughs> yeah, let me see. Well, actually, chat chat will know. You guys have a, a, access sure to I everything. all three of the Arkham games on the 360, but... No, no? Uh, Ark, Arkham was... Um, Arkham Knight was Xbox One and PlayStation Four. Yeah, you're right. Um, so I don't, I don't even know. I think maybe 2013, 2014. You know, are, so honestly, years. like ten years. Is that right? Is that I feel right? Like Dak left. Dax, then, yes, yeah. You know, it well, was I, like, I know I reviewed Arkham Knight 2015, 2015 for Arkham Knight. Okay, so I reviewed that with Marissa on the show. And uh, we both had a very good time with that. But yeah, next year is nine freaking years since Rocksteady made a game. That is bullshit. And that has to stop in the video game industry. That is ridiculous. You can't just, it's like you're putting your developers in prison. Like go and just sit in isolation and build something cool. For a we'll, decade. We'll see you in 10 years. <laughs> like that, what, how is that inspiring? <laughs> like, why would you want to sign up for that? That's crazy. Yeah, no, it's a tough pill to swallow. That's Uh, crazy. Yeah, like, wow, that is nuts. Lightning, Lightning Magnus is that's like my entire adult life, literally. Yeah, I mean that is a crazy amount of time. Like, why have we got? why, Why are we at this place for video games? Why did we let that happen? Why aren't there? You know what I mean? Like going back to those, like when you beat a Nintendo game. Yeah. Credits are like seven names. Yeah. Tom Tom and Song Song. Like, these guys killed it. Nailed it. You guys got it done back in the day. Uh, But yeah, I mean. And they're still fun. That's what's nuts, right? You can pop in an old cartridge and it's like, wow, this is still fun to play in 2023. Why have we let games just get so bloated and stupid and and like take so long? Like, all of it seems so. so much pressure on themselves. Exactly. the yeah, pre- the studio pressure on the studios themselves, especially when these studios are selling for so much money, it's like and and I can't imagine that the install base, like John Yomtop brought this back, uh, brought this up. He said that the Switch is going for the PS2 install base. Yeah, the that was twenty years ago. Why aren't we getting bigger? I'll tell you why we don't have bigger install bases. It's because a bunch of really stupid decisions like this, where there isn't this constant stream of content, and there are all of these blockers in place to make it more expensive or more of a pain in the ass to just play these games so that people aren't just picking these things up 
you, you know, on an impulse kind of way and saying, yeah, I need to play these games because everybody's talking about that. And it's yeah. not like, it's not like, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't have all the statistics in front of me. And I know that the um, attach rate for the Switch is the best that Nintendo's ever seen. And they've crossed over a billion um, pieces of software sold for the Nintendo Switch. But I, I feel like the video game industry would be much better served to let more people in and to give them a lot more content. And it doesn't all have to be like hardware destroying software. You know, it doesn't have, it, <laughs> and soul destroying development. Like it's pretty straightforward, right? I, well, I feel like the developers are forced to have to go for end of life cycle, like end of console life cycle style graphics. Cause you know, yeah. like when you got that, those first iterations of games on the PS2, the right. original Xbox, and then you got to the, the last generation of them and you were just like, this, this is the sequel to this? Like this, what have they done to this game where it looks like this now? It's not yes. the same hardware. I felt that way with Last of Us Part Two. You know, I finished that game and it was so, and it's it's been eclipsed now, but it was just so photo real on the PlayStation 4 Pro. I was like, why is there a PS5 coming? This is yeah. crazy. This looks so freaking good. Right, even like with the God of War game, like the first God of War looked great. And then you got to the last one on the PS2, you're like, shh, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna what? How are yeah. they gonna make this look any better? Yeah. And then they do. And now it's just like, well, now the graphics are just so insane. I feel like everybody's got to, it's got like, how are we going to be able to put out a game yeah. and then come out with a game that looks infinitely better by the time this console's life cycle's over by the end of its life cycle? Yeah. I just don't think that that's in them. I feel like they're, they're being driven to say like, we know this console is capable of doing this. Make it do that now. Yeah. And save nothing for a sequel, but better story better tightening up graphics and tightened up control and it's kind of horrifying like it really makes you think like how is it sustainable how how are like how the hell is warner brothers gonna make its money back on (laughs) suicide squad how are they gonna make their money like all of like millions of dollars millions and millions of dollars to make this game that right now very few people are excited for i feel like you know judging by i think a lot of angry vociferous internet users that would buy video games you know most of us looked at that i i mean it's just shocking to me that we got to hear you know and to see all of these live service games just dry and uh, die and uh, and you know disappear and yeah a lot of them are are about keeping they they like disappear they're gone and that's the other thing too right like it's so ephemeral it's like what is is that a game even is that a video game if you can just pull the plug and it's gone you know right remember when we used to play rumbleverse yeah i did no (laughs) can't do that no more yeah just like oh you know what i can do i can go back and grab one of my n64 games yeah. Pop it into my system. I don't have to be online for it. Yeah. I can play it. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's my- big, uh, like all that PlayStation VR one software didn't make the cut. Didn't, didn't end up on PSVR two. Because <laughs> if you're right you, here, you got to go and plug in that PS4 and hope that it doesn't die on you. And, uh, you know, another five or 10 years, I'll tell you what, that old, NES that you got kicking around in a closet somewhere, you plug that in, it'll still work. And those <laughs> cartridges will still work. You may have some dead batteries on your save games, but yeah, it's it's nuts, man. I, I, the video game industry is, is uh, I, I don't know, it's like, it's so quick to move on to the next thing. And 
it needs to figure out how to preserve its previous content and preserve the, uh, yeah. you know, the and celebrate it still. Uh, yeah. And the vibe of current development too. like protect those people and make people just show up to work with a smile on their face and they're happy to create art for us, you know, as opposed yeah. to that doesn't get lost in the, in the ethos. Cause yeah. Like, well, that came out on a thing that no, nobody's playing on anymore and I can't play it on any of the current stuff. So I'm yeah. glad we spent so many flipping years making this game that came out at the end of a life cycle of a console and people are already ready to jump to the new console and they can't even play it. It's so nuts. You know, I think that's the other thing that nobody talks about with the, with steam is that every game that you've purchased on steam, it, it, it might not all work, but it's there for you to download, you know, it might not all work on your steam deck or whatever. Um, but I've got tons of really old games that I've tried on the machine. And I, every time I, I get a new PC to test out, I always download some classic stuff to see if it's going to run. Okay. Like I was playing, uh, Indiana Jones and, uh, um, uh, Emperor, Empire, what, what the hell Emperor's was Tomb? Yeah, and yeah. the Emperor's Tomb, love that game. Uh, not too long ago, and Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, and I love diving into that classic stuff and having it there, you know? You didn't Spider -Man, play Rumbleverse? <laughs> I did not play, no. Sadly, there is no offline version of Rumbleverse or anything like that. I was Emperor's Tomb. Political Stefan says, this conversation makes me think of how bad Sony and especially Nintendo are making their legacy content accessible. That certainly does not help to keep the software lineup smooth and steady on modern platforms. Um, I cannot imagine myself rushing to pick up that next Nintendo console given the sheer backlog in my Switch library. Um, I, I do feel like, because the Wii U and 3DS closures are kind of recent news as well. And I don't know why that happens. You know, I don't know why. It, it's not so much like making sure that those old systems can still access the internet in the store, but there should be a carryover, a toggle to let you emulate on new so on new hardware. And yeah. if you've already bought stuff on those things, you Especially should be able to- Especially the DLC, the downloadable only stuff that everyone yeah. got, you know, like it's just gone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I was able to do that for many, many years on iOS- you know, whatever I'd update my phone, I'd be able to download legacy software when they went. I think they were a 32 bit architecture and then they went to 64 bit. But for many years on iOS, if I bought a game in the early days of the app store, I would be able to download it to whatever edition of iPhone I had. And I always appreciated that. And I, I still appreciate because I bought tons of iOS stuff over the years, yeah. uh, like SNK games and not all of them because you have to stay in that sphere and you have to keep fixing this software to run on the new machines. And I understand that there is a cost associated with that for anything that would transfer from a 3DS or Wii U to the Switch. But God, I, shouldn't these companies be planning for that? Shouldn't they be thinking about that? And it, it, does it need to be something that these companies do 20 years later and then they have to outsource and get all kinds of open source teams <laughs> like, and developers. We really re-release this thing to, that came to, out. It was really popular. Yeah, it's a problem solve. How do we do it? You know, it, like, shouldn't you be thinking like that, forward looking and thinking about how do you have, especially like, the, uh, it's all it's all interesting that it all threads together, but Ubisoft just announced their uh, Ubisoft Plus subscription thing for Xbox. And it's they have a version of that for PlayStation. And it's all old games that they've launched, you know? Yeah. And yeah, everybody that is a purveyor of this stuff should look at their libraries and figure out how to 
have it be accessible as people make transitions and stuff. Again, that's another make, subscription making thing. Making too much sense. You yeah. gotta stop making sense. You're uh, not making dollars, my not, friend. That's what I try to do. Uh, Sega's legacy in the arcade is mostly inaccessible. Video games should have a doomsday vault that can survive anything. Well, that's starting to happen. There are collectors and stuff out there, um, uh, corporate collectors that are are building and amassing massive libraries with that stuff. Um, like that, that guy, Gerard, who bought like everything that was available. Yes. Yeah, the <laughs> completionist. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's, uh, it, it is mind boggling that people just turn off games. You turn off the tap. You can't get yeah. that anymore. It's crazy. Like that's art. Right. I, I guess that happens with movies, but there is, I think the studio model is so um, mature with its ability to resell you things, although nobody buys the physical media anymore, but I still do. the, the I still access do. to that content is something that they really protect, right? Yeah. Whether they transition to digital or whatever. With games, it does feel like the companies throw up their hands and go, well, we got to license that music, so <laughs> screw it. It's not worth yeah. it, you know? That well, we we published Captain America games back then, but we don't do that anymore. So it's not worth it to us anymore. We can't can't pick up the phone and call Disney and figure that out. Just not worth it, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's I mean, worth I, it. Look I'm at that, the, I'm, that. I'm glad I have these new generation consoles with the CD drive in it that I don't think I've ever used. Yeah, because right. physical media is just a lost art. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll be able to play some old stuff on there. Well, that's why what uh, Digital Eclipse is doing is so bloody important. You know, even if the the games aren't like the biggest selling things, uh, it's great that they're doing it and they are reaching an audience. And Turtles hit a million. Um, the yes. the Cowabunga collection sold yeah. a million copies, which is excellent, and that's going to give them a lot of uh, uh, push to go and replicate that kind of success with other things. Uh, and I, you know, I really hope that it, that kind of thing does start to take off, you know, that people can collect all of that stuff, not just the hardware, not just the software and the games, but also all that information, all the development stuff. Planning yeah. for backward compatibility would significantly hamstring Nintendo's intended flexibility with hardware innovation, though I cannot see why Nintendo cannot open the occasional orders to reprint old hardware once in a while. Political Stefan. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that. This has been an all-over-the-place, fantastic conversation with you, my friend. Hey, that's why I'm here. In-depth conversation. That's what people associate FUBAR with. <laughs> yeah, what they do. People think FUBs, they think we're going to get straight we're, to the point. We're, we're going to get... In-depth conversation <laughs> about game industry politicals. Uh, we did. And this we was did. this was a blast. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be reaching out to have you back in the, in the basement very soon. I love chatting with you. I'm always, I mean, I'm here again, I'm locked down. All these games coming up. Yeah. I ain't going nowhere. Well, enjoy Zelda. Enjoy. Oh I'm I'm kind of jealous that you haven't beat God of War 2 yet. They just announced uh, um, a Please new game. New game new, plus. Yeah, new game plus is out there. And yeah. I know, uh, I know you. That's what I was waiting for. Were you? I was waiting for it. I was like, I need to be sure that the new game plus is going to come on time. And it did, so. Did you no, beat Wo Long? Uh, no. No, How far into far. it are you? You're, you're almost uh, at the well, end. I, well, I played it because I was playing on PlayStation Play with you, and then it was on Game Pass. So I was like, well, I'll start fresh, see how good I am. Apparently, I'm really good on both. <laughs> I'm about the same distance. Uh, in the Can you give me a hint? Like, what's the secret? I know it's parrying. I'm not uh, good with it, parrying, but. It is, it is parrying, but it's like not, uh, it's very simplistic mindset when you're going into battles. I was always thinking I should get my combos at that first boss. Yeah. I got my bow staff. Hit him with it. Okay. Get away. 
Just get away and parry. Duck and dodge, man. Dip, duck, dodge, dive, and duck. All right, I'm going to play that this weekend. Give I want to play it. I want to beat that damn boss. Once I do, we can co-op. We can, co-op we can do it. I mean, I, I've loved what I've played. I really do think it's a special game, and I know people have been raving. That's another one of it's, the 2023 20, hits. It's one of those things, too. It's like once you find that little that thing, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing? Well, and I have found it because I beat the big tiger or lion or whatever the thing, that that big yeah. cat beast. Big and, and, I, and I've come close to beating the boss. And I've so I've felt it, and then the boss has killed me. It's like, yeah. God, I don't want to do this again. But then every time you start a new level, you start back at like one. So then you just grow it up. And so it's always, you always start back at level one and then you grind up to that mission's peak thing. You're like, okay, I got the 20. Yeah. And then you just redo it. So it's just like, cool, my weapons get stronger. I get stronger. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to keep going. We will eventually have a conversation about Wolong. I know I can. I can. I know I can. Uh, But I love you, pal. And it's so great to see you. Give my love to Melissa and uh, to your baby. Yeah, your sweet sweet, Sophia. My sweet girl. She's awake. Look at her. She's like. Oh, she's waiting. Oh, so cute. She's out of jail. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Go be a dad. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're listening on a podcast service, I'm definitely going to be getting more Vic's Basement episodes out there this year. I've been missing the conversations like this. This is Jose Sanchez. You can find him on Twitter at Don Fubar. And is it twitch.tv Don Fubar? What's your Don underscore Fubar. Don underscore Fubar. Yeah. Streams all the time. Streaming eventually. Now yes. that I got my setup, everything set up back where I want it. Uh, you're a, is definitely coming. You're a fantastic gamer. I'm always blown away by how good and competent you are. And everything you play blows me Especially away. Yes, I know. I know. I have a lot to learn. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for watching. Have yourselves an incredible weekend. We will see you next week with new rundowns and new reviews on the run and uh, maybe a Vic's Basement as well. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. And until then, play forever. <laughs>